Welcome everybody, you're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are, positively different radio in the morning, you're with the double L team, Larlan. Lawson. Lawson, what are you thankful for this morning? Um, So, I woke up this morning, got ready, got in my car, went to start my car, went... And so, there was no one at my house... I was like, all right, I'm going to have to bump it. And I parked it on a bit of a hill. But even when you're, like, by yourself and you have to bump start, like, your car, yes. it's just, like, that little bit nerve-wracking, especially because yes. I have to, to for me, be, to be able to bump start my car, I have to turn out onto the road and go down the hill a little bit. I'm like, oh, this fails, that I'm really stuck. But I'm like, you know what? Nothing worse than trying to, uh, yeah, roll start a car and ending up at the bottom of the hill with the car not running. Yeah, that's right. But I got out, you know, pushed my car, I, like... Turned the wheel, pushed my car out, got it onto the road, like jumped in while it was moving, dumped the clutch, bruh, and then <laughs> and, and he's here. <laughs> so yeah, that was good. I was, I was pretty happy about that. Other than that, I had a pretty pretty good weekend at home, good time at church on Zoom. You yes. know, just classic New South Wales things. Amazing, fantastic stuff. <laughs> what about yourself? Twenty six. Um, that's so, one. That's what I'm thankful for. Is that like? 26. Is that like a third? It's a really of, good number. A third of your age? Or? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a mathematician. How would I know what a third of my age is? <laughs> 26 is a really good number. Why is that? That's the temperature for today. Wow, that's actually, that's fantastic. It's actually yeah, it is. looking to be a pretty good, it's, you know, it's not a complete high pressure system. You've got a few clouds in the sky. Oh, it's just gorgeous. It's wow. just gorgeous. Actually, it's amazing. I'm really looking forward to staying inside today. It's going to be Tomorrow incredible. I'm going to be not thankful for 15. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> no, that like, is the most Newcastle weather ever. It's just like one day good. We will, we will, we will give you a very special pre-summer treat and then we will punish you. <laughs> that's right. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And so what have we got for positively different news this positively morning? Positively different news. Well, I'm going to be talking about some kind of Heavy, positively different news, but it's positively different news nonetheless. Good. Um, this is pe- something that pe- a lot of people have been talking about over the weekend. Essentially, um, OnlyFans, uh, yes. which has become a name synonymous with self-uploaded pornography. Yes, um, porn and, site. Yeah, basically, yeah. Well, y- you can really put anything on there. It's, a, sure. it's essentially you put a paywall in front of content. But it became a porn site. But it became a porn site. Um, over the weekend, uh, they have announced that from October 1st, they are banning sexually explicit content. That is absolutely wild. And you have to stop and ask the question. Okay, this is really good news. Yeah. It this really is, is. This is this is excellent news, and if only you know Pornhub or whoever else did the same thing, then well, you know that would be make our world a better place. Well, when porn's literally in the name, then that it, it, it's a bit more of a struggle. They just need to take out the O and replace the O R and place it with an A W, and you're in fine shape. Oh, Start and then you can just stuff. sell it, buy and buy, buy and sell. Well, essentially, like with with OnlyFans, um, they, what they are not getting rid of is nude content. I, I don't really know what? how this half mes- me- measure works, but essentially they're saying like you can. Okay, so you can still post artistic nudes, but you can't post sex acts. That's right. 
it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction. Now, now this is like fueled a lot of conversation for people because really, like, I think especially from people who support this or might just be looking at the situation for, for actually like what's going on. It's like, but OnlyFans, like you made all your money. Yeah. How are they going to make money? How are they going to survive? Without selling pornography. And so this was like the big question going around. The The initial response to this was that, oh, well, you know, we have, uh, you know, uh, endorsement deals to uphold and banks that support us and different things. And, and it is very hard to hold those ador- endorsements, um, you know, with sexually explicit content. But it goes even further than that. Yeah, but there's a whole bunch of banks that are supporting Pornhub, I'm sure. Yeah. Or, or whatever it may be. but the, Since the, when did banks have a conscience? But the big thing that's going on in OnlyFans, and I think one of the main reasons that prompted this is that they've been trying to currently crack down on underaged, you know, basically children. Yes. You know, w- whether it be, you know, 16, 17-year-old. Yep. Um, children. Be- because that's you right. need to verify yourself to be able to, to be Post on content. OnlyFans. You need to upload an ID that gets verified and what da, 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 da. people are uploading fake IDs yes. and getting verified as adults posting sexually explicit content as children as children and people are buying it and it's getting distributed and then so it's they're getting becoming found out. a pedophile hub not just a porn hub it's now a pedophile hub that's right that's right and so there's a lot of pressure there coming obviously you know from anyone who's attached to the website from the government from you know lawsuits from whatever it may be because it's like they're they're trying to their best to patrol this but uh, you know as most social media sites they have like a safe harbor policy that whatever whatever content gets put on their site by a user they're not necessarily responsible for but the difference with OnlyFans is that you need to identify yourself that's like the one safeguard that they put in yeah, place Yeah, because they've got this is an adult site exactly but if that is failing then that whose responsibility is that's it? right it's OnlyFans. And they're going to get sued. So they're putting this... Well, so if you really want to find the answer, just follow the money, right? Again, you know, you're putting this half measure in place, you know, and they're saying, oh, it'll still be sustainable through... And there are all kinds of content creators who make uh, stuff and put it on OnlyFans. You know, it's become like a... Uh, in some ways, it's become a competitive to Patreon, if you know what that is, where people, uh, you know, Patreon has like a monthly setup where you give, say, $10 a month to a creator and then you have access to their content, whereas um, OnlyFans is more like a one-time payment thing that you can go on a plan with as well. Um, on Patreon as well, they had they already had the shift happen. Uh, Patreon, you know, had lots of, you know, uh, not safe for work and pornographic content and kind of, but it's, it's kind of dropped that reputation with the advent of OnlyFans. Um, but now, you know, like what I see here is essentially like, this is a fantastic thing. I think that they're doing, you know, obviously we here at Faith FM do not support pornography. We think it's a terrible thing. We think, but not every step in the right direction is a step in the right direction and should be encouraged. Even when it is being forced by potential lawsuits, praise God for the laws that make those lawsuits available. That's right. And not even from the perspective of like, oh, it's bad for the consumer. It's bad for, you know, the minds of those who are doing it. You know, we were talking before we went on air about, you know, imagine like some 16 year old girl who has their, their, the ability to, or or boy, the, the ability to fake their way onto OnlyFans as being an older person. Like there is this level of, you know, curiosity, adrenaline rush, you know, fun to, and you get to make money 
from exploiting yourself and yep. doing something illegal. But you don't have the maturity at that age That's right. to understand the long-term implications of what you're actually doing. And and this stuff is like, you know, there, there are all kinds of really harrowing internet tales where this stuff has ruined people's life, you know. like Yeah, because once it's, once it's there, once it's digitised, it's there forever. It's there forever. It's never going away. Yep. So basically, like, you know, this was really, it's interesting that this was actually pushed not necessarily by a police investigation in terms of finding these underage people, but it was actually a, um, it was, it was the BBC who did an investigation, just like in, you know, journalism. And, um, and yeah, like just really exposing what's going on here. And, and, and in response, like OnlyFans has done something, which is great. Like they could be 100% totally heartless. You know, buckle down on their safe harbor policy and say, well, whatever. Who cares? Like, this is this is how we make money. Um, but it seems like someone at OnlyFans grew a conscience overnight. I think there's a combination of growing a conscience, and uh, I think there's probably growing uh, pressure from the you know the legal side of things. Even sure. their safe that's going to you know even their safe harbor policy because people because they are not able to control. Um, mm who is logging in and using the site because that has been something they can't control, then I think that it's inevitable. They've, they've no, noticed that it is inevitable at some point they will be sued and lose money. That's right. And so that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a really positive thing. This is the very positive story. You know, they've, they've made the first step. Let's make, pray that they make, you know, continuing steps. And who knows, Lawson, maybe one day you and I will be on OnlyFans. Oh, yeah, doing Faith FM Radio. Doing God. Faith FM Radio, right there. <laughs> well, we would never put a paywall in front of this thing because <laughs> right. this, this should be free. It get, gets out on the airwaves. Download the app. <laughs> Let's just start promoting stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Because no, actually, you can do free OnlyFans. Let's let's make a free OnlyFans site. Okay, that's pretty controversial, but that is rather controversial. But at least you'd be able to use the platform for something positive. Yeah. Well, there are, there are already people who do. I, I think I, I heard going around that like Gordon Ramsay wanted to start like an OnlyFans for cooking and you know exclusive recipes and different things. Not that I'd necessarily want to f- follow the advice of Gordon Ramsay because he doesn't make vegan food, but like you know. What a but here's the thing: would I wouldn't use the platform because the platform does not yet. Well, I would not use it yet because it does not yet have strict enough uh, That's right. rules around pornography. And 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 with this, and, and I don't want to support an organisation that supports that. If they That's come right. right out and they're like, "Yeah, we're just going to have a a, a policy similar to say, um, you know, some of the other social media policies where no nudity is allowed," then I'd be like, "Yep, we can have an yep. OnlyFans account and we can promote." Positive stuff. That's positively, positively different radio in the morning. Positively different radio in the morning. That would be wild. On OnlyFans. <laughs> Yo, that's pretty insane. Maybe um, that's what the future holds. Who knows? In just the last 25 seconds that I have, um, a number of Christian organizations are currently trying to get some people out of Afghanistan. Uh, there was one organization set up by John and Jan Bradley who were building schools in Afghanistan that are now working to get over 60 different Christian volunteers out of the area. So we really need to pray for those guys that they can get that done. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, so I have a passage of scripture to read for you this morning, and it is from First Peter chapter two, verse thirteen to seventeen. And before I read it, I just want to give a little bit of a preamble because over the last few weeks, you know, lockdown coming to our local area here in Newcastle, 
uh, or increased lockdown, I should say, you know, and we've got masks and we've got, you know, all these things we're allowed to do and not allowed to do. What I find is a disturbing number of people who call themselves Christians who are promoting civil disobedience. Mm. So basically, let's protest against it, you know, and they might not be the kind of person who goes and marches in a in, in an illegal march somewhere or other like that. But, you know, let's refuse to wear masks. Let's refuse to social distance. You know, we have a right to be at church. So let's go and gather in people's homes or whatever it might be. And it's just like, and, and, and then the attitude comes across that if you don't do these things, if you are not participating in this, then you have basically become a sheeple. And the idea behind it goes along the lines of that uh, the government is using COVID to create a culture of compliance, and the more that we comply to uh, the COVID culture, the more we are being conditioned to receive the mark of the beast. Mm. And that is just not so. Let me state that in the plainest possible language. That is not so. We are being conditioned to obey the law for certain, but when it comes to the mark of the beast, well, the Bible is very clear about the mark of the beast, and we as Christians need to be clear about the mark of the beast. If we don't know exactly what the mark of the beast is, then we don't know what to be civilly disobedient over or not. Mm. And at the moment, we're being civilly disobedient over silly things. Over things that don't encroach in, in, in our Christian living. On your Christian living or or on your conscience. It mm. does not violate your conscience to obey lockdown laws. It does not violate your conscience to wear a mask or any of these other things that are happening right now. These are not a violation of conscience. Mm. And if they're not a violation of conscience, then do them whether you, whether you agree with them or not. Mm. Okay, so First Peter chapter 2, verse 13 to 17, the Bible says, Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as to the supreme authority, or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. So there are lots of foolish people in our world who love to poke the finger at Christians and say they're a bunch of conspiracy theorist whack jobs. Mm. Okay, uh, live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover up for evil. Live as God's servants. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Now the Bible also says in Acts chapter five and verse twenty nine, we must obey God rather than other human beings, other, the, other rather than men. That's mm. what the Bible says, and so we get that. We understand that. But when a legislation comes through or a law or a, you know whatever it might be that does not violate your conscience, the Bible says we should obey that, mm. even when we don't agree with it. Now, we can be aware of you know where our world is heading and we can look at COVID and the COVID restrictions and we can recognize them as a sign of the times and a trajectory that on our uh, that our world is on. But just because that is a sign or it is a current trajectory does not mean that we have to disobey this one. So we need to think about other people. That's what Christians do. And what I, you know, I, I often bring this up and people say, you know, and I'll say, look, you need to think about other people. And like, well, you know, COVID's not really that bad. It's just a, it's just a bad flu, whatever that's their opinion, you know. Mm. Um, and, you know, the, the statistics out there and, you know, they rave on with statistics and all that kind of stuff. It's like, okay, fair enough. You believe that 
you believe that this is not a a, a, a bad thing and it's not going to kill people. Whatever. Mm. This is still the law, so it doesn't make any difference to that. Mm. Your belief is not relevant to what the law says. The question is, is your conscience violated by the law? And your conscience is not going to be violated by lockdown rules or masking rules or, you know, whatever. Okay, so just be obedient. And the big thing here is this. Okay, let's say that you are not worried about other people's health. Let's say you're not worried about your health and you're not worried about anybody else's because, you know, from your research, this is not a big deal. Whether that research is right, wrong or indifferent is irrelevant. Ask yourself this question. What about people's income? Are you worried that your next-door neighbour is out of work? My next-door neighbour is out of work right now. I see my next-door neighbour all day, every day, whenever I'm home, sitting on their porch, uh, watching the cars go by because that's all they have to do because they're out of work because they work in the hospitality industry and they now have no income and they don't know how they're going to be you know, living through until the end of this current lockdown mm. and they're living off savings. Do you not care for these people? Yeah, that's right. Because the more you disobey the rules and the more the COVID spreads around and it's a real disease regardless of whether you think it's bad or not, the more all you have to have is positive cases coming up in the community for lockdown to continue. That's right. Mm. And you are persecuting these people that are out of work. And what gives you the right as a Christian to go after other people like that? Mm. Just because you have this thing like, oh, I'm I'm above the law because, because you know, I'm not a sheeple who is being controlled by everybody else. I don't understand how people think that protesting this will solve much like i think like just in this sense we watch what happened in america right in in, particularly in california when people were doing all kinds of protests whether it be for blm or COVID or whatever dude they were like shot at by police like the government doesn't care whether you protest or not it won't be like man they're really angry about there's a time and a way for protesting yeah but just and one of those is at the ballot box dude but just getting together in the street and being like, oh, let's all break the COVID, like the lockdown laws and just go, like the, the start an anti lockdown party. Dude. Launch it at the next elections. Not that far off. But uh, the government does not care. Like it will not stop the lockdown and be like, man, these guys are really mad. We better change. Like they don't care. Exactly. <laughs> they don't care. Exactly. People need to wake up. Come on, guys. You know, now if there's legislation that's passed that is against your conscience, then there is a time for civil disobedience. I get that. Mm. You know? I promote civil disobedience against Daniel Andrews' government in Victoria when they say that you can't pray for somebody who comes and asks for you for prayer. Mm. And I won't back down from that. And if someone from Victoria asks me to pray for them, I will pray for anyone Mm. for whatever it is that they ask for. That's what Christians do. That's a moral requirement. But, you know, okay, so you and I are Seventh-day Adventists, and as Seventh-day Adventists, you know, one of the things that is really important to us is the Sabbath day. That's right. Right? That's, that's something that's super important. So let's say that a law came in that says that you can't work on Sunday. I would obey that law. That's not violating my conscience. Mm. I'll stay home on Sunday. Let's say that one a law comes through that says you must worship on Sunday. Well, you know what? I'll just go and just run evangelistic programs all day Sunday. Mm. Now, if a law came through that says you can't worship on the Sabbath, which is you know something special to you and I, then and and that would be you know a, a violation of our conscience according to the fourth commandment. Hundred percent, yeah. Then that would be different. Mm. Then that would be the time for civil disobedience. Now, those other laws, those earlier war laws that come through, you know, they'll, they'll just, would they would they be evidence of a trajectory? 
of a direction, of a sign of the times? Yes, absolutely, they would be evidence of that. But just because something is evidence of a trajectory in the world does not mean that that is something that you must then be morally bound to fight against. That's not the hill we to die We obey mm. the law while recognising the direction that our world is headed. 100%, yeah. So many... This is, yeah, we're not going to win this fight, like in terms of no. beating the government in, no. into like submission. Them. Vote them out. Yeah. If there's, no, if there's no party there that you like, start a new one. That's the great thing about living in a country like Australia. You can do that. Dude. You know? I've got a I've got a good friend who who has an anti vax party. That's that's his political platform. Yeah. I don't agree with it, but hey, that's that's one of those things that you can do in this country. You have the absolute right and freedom to to do all of those things. Anyway. You're listening to the Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, who were they? Send us through the answer right now. But uh, at this time, joining us on the phone this morning is Dr. Sven Erstring, who talks about apologetic subjects, and he's got a most interesting subject to talk about this morning. Uh, we're going to be talking about knowing things. Dr. Sven Erstring, welcome to the show. Good to be with you, Lyle and Lawson. It's um, yeah, fantastic to be back on the show. And of course, normally we we have we have the privilege of having you here in the studio because you work pretty close to where we work. Um, I can see fact, his I can see his name on the wall over there. Yes, <laughs> but you're not in the office this morning because only essential services are coming in at this time. So joining us on the phone, Doctor Sven, what are we talking about this morning? Knowing things. Yes. Yes. Uh, Lyle, the reality is this, and I'm sure we're all really well aware of it, is that we are in the, at the moment in the grip of a national COVID-19 surge, and um, that's that's occurring in Sydney, in Melbourne, um, but not only that, um, you know, we have uh, cases, you know, all around all around the state here in New South Wales and, and elsewhere as well. And I guess the reality is this, Lyle, that you know, there's a lot of panic, a lot of angst, a lot of anger about all of these lockdown restrictions uh, that we're experiencing. And I guess one of the one of the drivers for it, not the only driver, but one of the drivers for this panic is because people are really connecting uh, what they see happening in our country and around the world uh, with what they're kind of familiar with in the Bible, in particular Revelation 13. And, um, and and so this is what Revelation says. Just to refresh our memory, uh, in Revelation thirteen sixteen to eighteen, uh, it's referring to a political system. It says, and it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to mark on the right hand of the forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has a mark that is the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who is understanding calculate the number of the beast. But it's the number of a man, and his number is six six six. And so immediately people go like, ah, uh, restrictions can't buy or sell. Uh, sounds like we're coming up uh, to to the mark of the beast very very closely, and uh, there's panic stations all around. Yes, I just had a big rant about this a moment ago. Mm, yes, and so what we want to do, Lyle, is we actually want to kind of dive in, um, you know, we can, we can look at it from a news perspective, we can look at it from a biblical perspective, which we will, but we also want to dig in a little bit deeper um, into this whole idea that God actually can know the future. And 
Um, in fact, uh, Lyle, this is one of the major arguments in the Bible um, and the evidence that God gives for his existence. So in Isaiah 46, 9 and 10, it says, For I am God, there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning, from ancient times, things not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all my purpose. So it, it's a pretty incredible thing that, that God can actually understand what's happening thousands of years into the future. Um, it, really, it really kind of blows your mind away. Yeah, it does. And particularly, you know, when you've got such a large portion of the Bible that is made up of prophecy. I mean, it's not prophecy in the Bible is not just, you know, a, a few chapters here and there. You've got large chunks of it. Yes, yes. You know, you know you've got a whole um, section right in the middle, Isaiah, just as I read, but, you know, all the way through um, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, which is a book that we uh, we both love, Stan Lawson as well. Uh, but but there's an incredible amount of, of prophecy. And so I guess that that's the deeper question that we want to explore um, today. So how, um, how can God know the future? You know, um, I'm sure, you know, that you have um, talked about, you know, the, the, the 2,500 year prophecies that we find in Daniel chapter 2, and, and then there's 2,300 um, uh, years in Daniel chapter 8. Um, but how does God know the future? It, it's, a, it's a very interesting question. But the thing, uh, the thing we need to keep in mind is this, is that the Bible states very clearly that God knows everything. Uh, which is which is pretty challenging. And particularly, uh, let me let me take you to Psalm 139. So it says this: "And Lord, you've searched me, and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down. I'm acquainted with all my ways, even before a word is on my tongue. Behold, O oh Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before, and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me." It is high, I cannot attain it. I mean, that's some pretty challenging thoughts. Um, you know, uh, if you don't like people knowing about you, well, uh, the reality is the Bible says that God knows everything about you. When you're going to uh, get up, when you're going to go to bed, even your thoughts before you even um, say them. That's incredible. Yeah, and, and the thing that I guess I really struggle with, well, the, the thought that, no, I don't really struggle with it because I've you know tested the Bible for a very long time and seen the evidence mm. of it. So we can see the evidence of how God knows this stuff, but... I don't understand how God knows it. How do you, how do you know that kind of thing? Yes, yes. Well, let, let me give you another couple of, of Bible um, uh, texts here. So, so we want to emphasize that this is not just, you know, David in, in Psalm 139. You know, he, he's not just, it's not just wishful thinking or poetic, whatever. In, in Psalm 147, uh, it says, As great is our Lord and abundant in power, his understanding is beyond measure. So you, you cannot measure the the um, knowledge of God. Incredible. And then we go all the way to the end of the Bible uh, with Jesus' good friend, John, and uh, he says this, For whenever our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows everything. Uh, so he, he knows not only our thoughts, not only uh, what we're going to do, he knows the past, he also knows the future as as well. And And that's a question that we... Um, that we need to to ask ourselves, uh, Lyle, is exactly that. How does God know the future? How does he know it? But I want to, um, you know, ask ourselves this question. We we might be challenged with the idea that God 
knows the future. But, but Lyle, let me ask you this question. Do we know how we actually know things? You know, we, mm. we're aware that we are conscious. We, we, we're aware that we know many things like, you know, mathematical, um, uh, you know, uh, facts. Uh, we, we can remember things from the past. Uh, we, we have a kind of intuitive sense of, of what's going to happen um, in the future as well. But, but, but while do you actually understand how you know things? It's one of those things. It's like, okay, um, I we we know things. Uh, Lyle's having an existential I, I, crisis. I, you've got me. You've got me. <laughs> you've got me bamboozled here, Sven. Um, how do we know that we know things? Well, how does knowing? I don't know. Help, help me out here. Cause, cause I, I don't have a scientific is, explanation for this. You don't have a scientific explanation for it, but the fact is this. Is that you do know things, like I know that I, you know, know, I know, know that I know things. I'd hope so. Yes, yes. And there, there comes a point where you just have to say, "I just accept that I I know these things. I, I accept that I've got memories of the past. I accept that I'm, I'm aware that I exist. I, I accept that 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 I I know mathematical facts and and that I can." You know, um, I can uh, predict some of the things in the future. For example, Lyle, I can predict that um, tomorrow morning that Faith FM, uh, the breakfast show, will be on. I can predict that, and I'm uh, 85% sure that I'll be right. <laughs> oh, I, only 85. Only 85. Is not, this, this. Well, you, you, could, you could increase it for me. But, yes, but I, I think that um, you need to pray for more faith, Sven. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the fact is this. Is that you and I know these things, yes. but the um, reality is scientists can't explain why we know these things or how we know these things. You know, in terms of knowledge, that, that you know, scientists can explain explain the you know the um, the, the physiological aspects. They can explain um, you know the um, the neurological aspects. But in terms of how you know that you actually um, exist that you're aware of things, scientists cannot explain that. They really can't. But the thing is, we still have knowledge. And it would be illogical to say, well, because scientists cannot explain how you know things, therefore you need to doubt the fact that you actually do know these things. You know, we, 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 we are very aware of our consciousness, our memory, and our knowledge. And this is a very, another, another very important thing too, Lyle, is that, we know other people who are also conscious and know things as well. So, for example, I happen to be in my home office at the moment, and I happen to be just talking into a, a little black um, device uh, called an iPhone, and um, sounds are coming out of it, uh, just as if I was to, to play some uh, a podcast or whatever. But I am... Uh, 100%, I'll make it 100% this time, 100% sure that I'm talking to another person called Lyle who has the same kind of mind as me. Is that right, Lyle? I think that would be a very good, a very good uh, conclusion to come to. And, and I haven't scientifically proved that. I haven't, uh, you know, I haven't tested you, I haven't put you in a lab. And even if I did, Lyle, I still wouldn't be able to prove whether you're actually conscious or whether you're just a robot um, just going through the motions and, and talking back to me 
in, in ways that I kind of find interesting and, and uh, rather friendly. The fact is this, is that I accept that I have consciousness, I know things, uh, that I have memories, and, and, and I have some good understanding of what may occur in the future. But I also accept that for you as well. And this is the thing is, if we accept it for ourselves, if we accept it for other people, we can also accept it for God who created the universe as well. Isn't that incredible? That is absolutely amazing. It, uh, it, mm. it really helps me to understand you know, more about my faith in the existence of God, my belief in the existence of God, you know, because science, you know, science will always say, oh, you can't prove the existence of God and, and you know, well, science can't prove a lot of things and I think one of the biggest things about being a human being is knowing things and science can't even prove that we, or how we know things. Exactly, exactly. Now, here's one thing I, I need to, to um, uh, also make clear as well. For you and me and Lawson, uh, all of us, our knowledge is limited. We have a finite amount of knowledge. And um, uh, we have a tendency to, to rush into things, to assume things. So, so often, you know, I might, you might say something and I rush in to assume the meaning that you um, intend, the message that you intend. Um, and it happens all the time. And, and it's often, you know, our relationships break down. We tend to panic. We tend to get angry. We have angst because we rush to assume the, uh, that um, uh, other people mean things when they may actually not mean that. And the key thing is this. When we're going to God, who does know everything, whose knowledge is infinite, what we need to be doing is we need to be saying, no, I'm not going to rush into it. I'm, I, I'm going to be committed to connecting with God, but I'm not going to simply assume or, or um, uh, rush into what he is saying. And this is so important. When we come back, we're going to bring it all the way back to, to Revelation 13. We need to make sure that we're not rushing into assume um, what God is meaning in Revelation 13. We need to be uh, willing to say prayerfully, Lord, um, you do have an infinite knowledge. You do have um, a, a, an understanding of the future that we do not have. You know it accurately. But we're not going to rush in to say that that um, uh, the, the uh, COVID-19 lockdowns, uh, specifically what's being referred to in, in Revelation 13, or that the COVID-19 vaccination is the mark of the beast. Um, because there's two dangers, Lyle. Um, if we if we rush in to assume what we believe God means, there are two traps of this. Number one is prematurely thinking that Revelation 13 has been fulfilled right now, or is 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 going to be fulfilled, you know, with with the vaccine coming in. That's that's the first thing. Um, so so we could we could prematurely we could assume the wrong thing. Mm. But there's another thing that we could, another trap, and that is this, is that we could be so skeptical uh, that we think the revelation will never be fulfilled. You know, that, that you know, people might cry wolf too many times mm-hmm. that when the wolf really comes, that we will actually be caught out. And that's what I want to encourage us with. We accept the fact that we are conscious, that we know things, we have memories. We can we can be aware of the things around us. We can accept that other people have minds as well. We need to even more so. We need to accept the infinite mind of God, and we need to spend time to understand what God really means in De- uh, Revelation 13. And when we do, our faith will grow, and we will be prepared. 
for the future. Mm, absolutely. Dr. Sven Erstring, thank you so much for joining us this morning and talking about knowing things and putting it in the context of our present-day COVID crisis that is happening right now. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.